Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Rowdy from the Inclusive Activism Podcast, and this podcast started with some thinking. I was doing some thinking, and I was wondering why. Why do people have such a hard time just admitting Black Lives Matter, right? It doesn't mean Black Lives Matter more. It doesn't mean people don't, like, think your white life matters or poor lives matter or whatever, right? Like, it doesn't say any of that stuff, but still, man, do people struggle with that notion of, like, Black Lives Matter. Boy, it's such a hot-button one, right? And I think I figured out the issue, and that's what this podcast is going to be about. Uh, so this podcast is why society has such a hard time with the simple notion of just admitting Black Lives Matter. So what we're going to do, why are we going to see, uh, what are we going to unpack in the podcast? We're going to talk about why uh, there's something in the internal psyche of people that may see Black Lives Matter as a threat. We're going to talk about systemic oppressions and systemic uh, devaluing of life that happens in colonialist thinking systems. Uh, and it happens as part of colonialist thinking and how it happens as part of whiteness. And then we are going to talk about how the bar for who does and who doesn't matter keeps changing but it only gets higher and it only gets harder. We're gonna talk about that idea of how you have to keep your matter status uh, as high as possible. And it keeps you thinking in scarcity thinking, it keeps you afraid, it keeps you needing to hoard as much as possible in order to keep your level at the place you would hope to be so your life hopefully could matter. But ultimately, very few lives will and because the part keeps getting pushed higher and higher, we all matter less and less. So first off, right? So we're gonna unpack this first part. Um, why is there so much angst and problems with this idea of Black Lives Matter? And bam, it came to me one day. And I was like, I think it's because there in fact is a deep recognition of the fact that life in our modern society doesn't matter much. Not just black lives, and I will say black lives uh, don't appear to matter much at all in society. And then forwarding the notion that black lives matter is incredibly important and is a strong stance that I think all people need to take. But the issue is, is I think everybody recognizes deeply within themselves their life does not matter much because we live in a, in a, in a space where we can't tell if our life really matters. And, it, and it's because we see things, right? We are confronted with stuff every single day. We see poor people, right? Poor people out on the street in Phoenix in 112 degrees with no access to water, with no access to public showers in any way, shape, or form, right? These people are at great risk to die of heat exposure. And as society, do we say their lives matter? Not really. Not much. We are confronted with, over and over again, how poor lives don't really matter. And we see how poor people's lives really don't matter. And nobody seems to really care for or look out for folks, right? Also, up north, when we're looking at the cold, we're seeing people die of cold exposure because poor people's lives don't matter, right? 
And it's hard because like, we're like, well, that's easy to know. Poor people's lives don't matter. But I'm talking about working poor people's lives don't matter that much either, right? There's so many states where you still don't have sick time. In the time of a global pandemic, there's still no sick time. You still potentially have to go to work, infect other people, or potentially die because other people infect you. There's a deep recognition, socioeconomically, there's value put on life based on your social identities. And the more oppressed social identities you have, the harder it is to make your life matter or to prove that your life matters. So again, poor middle class, right? When you look at how much insurance costs, when you look at how much your deductible is, when you look at how much your lifetime maximum benefit is with your insurance, the fact that not all people can afford insurance. Again, it gives us a message that some people's lives matter and some people's lives don't matter. And I would say most people's lives don't matter in a society that seems to exploit people over and over again. Who else lives don't matter? Well, when you look at racial minorities, any historically marginalized group, you're going to see that their life doesn't matter. We're looking at Hispanic, Latinx, Mexican, Chicano folks, all these folks, right? Like think about the work that they do. Think how hard the work that they do is. Think of folks that are undocumented. Think, think of DAPA, DACA folks. They're all paying all these taxes. And are they ever going to see social security benefits? Nope. Are they ever going to be able to get on Medicare, Medicaid? Nope. Are they going to work until they die? Yes. And I think we see this and I think we notice life does not matter much for some people. Let's look at other life, right? Let's look at, um, uh, heterosexual people's lives. If you're not heterosexual, your life doesn't matter much, right? When the AIDS thing happened, we were like, eh, like society, not me. But a lot of, most of society was like, eh, that's what they get for like loving weird people. That ain't weird. It's just love. But we said, this is the disease you deserve as a society. In the 80s, this is what happened. This is the disease you deserve if you are non-heterosexual, right? Uh, we look at trans people, trans people's diet, like un unbelievably higher rates. Uh, if you're uh, gay and you live on the street, like you live on the street, again, like because you're gay, you tend to be in a lower socioeconomic status. Uh, kids get kicked out of their parents' houses because they tell them they're gay and they're like, not in my house, kid, get out. Again, that message is, and we all see this message. We hear these messages about who lives, whose lives matter and who doesn't. And though we may not be cognitively aware in our front lobe brain, back here, back here in our reptilian brain, in our trying to stay alive brain, we recognize, yeah, that life doesn't matter. And we see that life doesn't matter. And so when someone says black lives matter, people go, well, what about my life? How could, do I matter? Like, when, well, let's make it all lives matter, because I'm afraid, because I live in a society where it doesn't seem life matters that much. Let me give you one other example. We don't care about non, uh, when it comes to ability, right? Like, uh, are we fully physically able? Are we fully mentally able? Are we fully uh, learning abled? The, the, the infrastructure to help folks that have any type of ability issue only exists if you're really wealthy. If you're not incredibly wealthy, you're non-able. Life doesn't matter much to people. 
You know how much it costs for blind folks to have ability software, to have them read stuff on the computer, uh, to have them get, like to have like portable stuff for that stuff? Or uh, when you're looking at folks that are hearing disabled, right? Hearing aids. How much are hearing aids? Like up to five thousand dollars each. You see how the money comes back in? Money and life and matter, like it all comes back into play. Some people's lives matter and some people don't. Like, and that's why I think in society, people have a hard time admitting black lives matter because they're like, but what about me? What about my life? Doesn't it matter? I'm scared. I don't have enough. I'm not rich. I'm not gonna be able all my life. My vision's gonna deteriorate. My hearing's gonna go. I'm gonna have mobility issues. Does my life matter? If you're non-heterosexual, you see how little your life matters every single day and how many resources we make available to you to find love. You can't get on Christ eHarmony. You can't get on uh, Christian Match, right? There's certain things that won't allow folks that have a different romantic orientation and we don't give them space to make, to find a partner, to find love. Like how sick and messed up is that? But we just consider it normal. We see that as every day. We're just okay with hetero, hetero lives mattering more and non-hetero lives mattering less. We live in that society and we see that message over and over and over again. We see uh, people of racial backgrounds and the suffering that they have to go through, but we don't do anything about it. Uh, we see poor people dying all the time. We see we're okay with working poor. We're okay with people working two jobs and still needing government benefit. That's a strong message about whose life matters and whose life doesn't. And so that's why I think when people hear Black Lives Matter, they're like, I don't know. Like, what about my life? What about me? But they're not understanding this concept of positionality. And I'm going to tell you more about that at the end. But hold on, because we're going to examine this system. See, the system that we live in doesn't value life. The system that we live in only cares about certain lives and not most lives. Wouldn't we get a sense of uh, the value that we put on human life? Think about the people that were considered essential when this pandemic began. People that worked in fast food, people that worked at the grocery store, people that worked at like Walmart and stuff like that. Like for a little tiny bit of time, we saw those their life mattering enough for like a month to get paid $15 an hour, which is a living wage. If you get paid less than $15 an hour, unless you live in an incredibly rural area where the prices are incredibly lower, you can't feed your, yourself or your family or rent on that, right? We gave a message for a short period of time that your life kind of mattered for a minute, but when push came to shove, your life didn't matter that much, right? We don't value human life that much. When you look, look at who we allow to die in our healthcare system, we show you like if you got the money, your life matters. But if you don't got the money, your life doesn't matter that much. Again, healthcare system. If you're white, the system is built for you. If you're non-white, the system was not built for you. And it shows you, again, your life doesn't matter that much. 
And we see this, and we see these messages, and we notice whose life matters on a hierarchy, whose life doesn't matter on a hierarchy, and it scares people. Uh, Again, in the COVID times, like, there's some people that have access to insurance. They have some people that will be able to afford to get testing. There's some people that afford, that have the ability to have sick time, and there's some people that don't, right? And it's funny, because people are getting sick. Some people died. And like the grocery store is still trying to hire folks. We got openings, we got jobs, but they're not telling you about the jobs that got lost and how in this pandemic. And that's really interesting when you consider whose lives matter, whose lives don't. Um, We can tell you how much people's lives matter by what we do with the old folks in our community. We put old people into homes. We shut them away and we try not to see them. And again, what happened in this pandemic? Like there would be a breakout of disease in the, of the pandemic in old folks' homes. And old folks were dying at higher rates. And what did you hear? Well, my grandma would want to die so the economy would be okay. Again, it's a strong message about whose life matters and whose life doesn't. And we live in a system that systematically devalues life. And we will throw human suffering at stuff for the sake of money. Money's just a made-up idea. Like, there's people in West Virginia that are dying to have coal jobs that they will die in and they will die early of from working in. We throw human life at these coal jobs. We throw human life at these oil jobs, right? Because this exposure to these toxic chemicals over and over again does shorten lifespans. But do we talk about it much? No. Do we pay for it? A little bit more. Those jobs make a little bit more. When your life is on the line, you make a little bit more. But like you only get the one life. You see how systematic we live in a system that values life very little. And let me give you a sense of other ways that we show you how much life matters. Um, it, we want people like oh, we uh, people want people to not get abortions, right? They, I think. There's a general sentiment that if if there could be no abortion and everybody uh, could choose a space to not have abortion, I think most people would be happy, right? Um, but I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. I'm saying it should be an option. But when we look at abortion, uh, like, like pro-life, pro-choice people agree, nobody's having the best time in the world when they have to go get an abortion, right? It's not the first choice. But when you look at pro-life folks, they really want you to have a baby, but they don't want it to do anything about helping you raise that baby or making sure that you and that baby have a high quality of life. And it's another message about whose life matters and whose life does not matter. And let me widen this again for you. Look at what we, are, what we will allow to happen to animals that we eat. We're okay with like horrible suffering, horrible suffering, disgusting, inhumane, nasty situations. If you don't know about this, about factory farming and what we do to animals, like it's disgusting, it's horrible, it's terrible. Now, I eat meat, but we'd have to pay a little tiny bit more to make sure that our animals had a good, healthy, happy life before they had to die. And we could do something to make sure that the process that brought their death about honored their sacrifice for us as human beings 
and would put us into relationship with those animals and recognize the value of the life that sustains us. All we got to do is put in, pray, uh, put in practice more humane policies for uh, keeping the animals alive, happy, healthy while they are alive. Is that going to cost more? Yes. Is it going to cost a ton more? Not if we did it for everybody. Not if we did it for every animal out there. It wouldn't be that hard at all. Uh, and then we also could invest in making sure that when we had to put the animal down, we did so in a humane way. And another thing I think that we could do that would honor the sentience of those animals' lives is to thank them for the nourishment and the sustaining uh, that they're doing for us. But we don't also value the bio life on this planet. We don't care about plants. We don't care about the earth, the soil. This is the one planet that we know of in the entire galaxy, in the entire solar system, in the entire universe that has earth on it. They only made, gave, as far as we know, this is it. And what are we doing with this planet? We are hurting it to the point that it might want to kick us off of it. Again, we had an issue with life because we are willing to throw life away. We are willing to create systems of exploitation and suffering. And because we see all this stuff over and over, in our front brain, we, we can't process that. That's too much hurt. That's too much pain. That's too much to deal with. And so we try to ignore it because we ignore the fact that we're going to die someday. We don't really own the fact that we're going to die someday. We don't talk about death. We don't like talk about the fact that when we go, we want to go in a way that matters. We want to go, we want to go with the people that care about us. We do everything we can to avoid the idea of death. So we don't like keep a lot of space up here in this frontal lobe to consider death. But back here in this reptilian brain back here, Oh yeah, it knows, it sees, it takes stock, it's doing the math, and it recognizes some life matters and most life doesn't. And here's the last issue that I'm going to tell you about, is the bar for whose life matters keeps getting pushed higher and higher, over and over again. We see some people's lives matter, and very few people's lives matter. Because even if you're rich, even if you make $250,000 a year, it's not enough at some point. You become expendable too. You don't matter at some point too because of lifetime benefit max, because of deductibles, because of how much it costs to eat clean food that is going to sustain you, right? Only like billionaires appear to have lives that matter because they can afford anything it takes that we have the systems and processes for to keep those folks alive. And because it appears only billionaires' lives matter, everybody else, even, even folks that are pretty rich, don't feel like they got enough. So they gotta kinda keep according, keep accumulating, keep trying to find a little bit more to have enough to potentially have a life that matters, to potentially not have life that doesn't matter, life that can be sacrificed for the economy, for money, right? We see this stuff. And because the bar for whose life matter gets pushed higher and higher over and over, we see that, we notice that. 
And we were like, I don't know. I don't know if I got enough. I don't know if, if my life really matters. I don't know. So, so we keep fighting with each other. We keep trying to scrape together more and more stuff in an effort to make our life matter. But the bar keeps putting pushed higher and higher. And so the ability to actually prove that our life matters keeps going lower and lower. And we keep making these systems. We keep making these processes. We keep making these things that values life overall less and less. And our reptilian brain, the brain back here, it notices, it sees this stuff, it's doing the math. But that's exactly why we have to say black lives matter so much. And I've heard it, I've heard it, I've heard it say like all lives matter, right? Like, and that, I think that idea that all lives matter comes from the idea, comes from the noticing that all lives don't matter. It should be very few lives actually matter. Most lives should matter more. But it's what is happening when we say black lives matter. And, and two, recognizing like, like right, I'll again give you a stat. Uh, there's a thing in the native community and there's a push for in native communities to say native lives matter because when it comes to police brutality specifically, native people actually get killed at a higher rate more often uh, percentage of the time wise than black people do. And natives want to be like, well, no, it should be natives' lives matter because we're in this position and we're the ones that are suffering the most. But they're not understanding black lives matter is not black lives matter only. It's black lives matter, right? And what we need to do is start to understand this concept of positionality. So what you want to do when you want to make a change and you want to make a change for everyone, for the good of all, what you have to do is you have to look at the folks that are suffering the most and you want to see where the suffering exists and you want to start at this baseline and then push up because you won't just push up these people's lives. You'll push up. So, so like when we raise black lives, so again, with police brutality, native lives are back here, right? But when we push black lives up, native lives up come up too. And everybody over that, like, like, so black lives, right? Like here's Mexican lives. That gets pushed up. Now here's black and Mexican lives. It's going to be represented by this. Now it moves up to uh, Asian people's lives, right? And it continues to push up intersectionally everybody that is socially in a hierarchy above by raising the folks that are in the lowest position. So all people benefit. Like, the all lives matter people don't understand. If we can just make sure that black lives do matter, then their lives will matter. Because it's not going to only improve black people's lives. It's just starting at where the need is most and improving the situation for them, which is going to improve the situation for everyone. But we got to understand that we live in a system of human exploitation. And we keep seeing these messages of whose life matters and whose life doesn't. And positionality looks at who needs what the most. Like, for example, in American society, if we wanted to push for socioeconomic uh, liberation for all people, really to keep a strong uh, middle class, and I want to say middle class, like, imagine like, like the goal was just like everybody's like middle class or above. 
and we shut down the highest high that people could have a bit more to pay for all that stuff, right? What would we want to do to ensure uh, socioeconomic freedom for all people? Well, we would want to look at socioeconomically black women because black women are lowest on the socioeconomic ladder. Now, if we put policies in place that would help all black women, it wouldn't just help all black women. It would help everybody that is in a social hierarchy above black women as well. Because if we made sure black women were okay, everybody else is going to be okay along the way. Because we put in a process that literally helps those in the most oppressed space, and it brings them up, and it helps them out. And that's why we have such a hard time societally just being able to say Black Lives Matter. is because we need to create policies for the folks that are in the most pain, whose lives matter the least. And when that happens, our lives will matter more too. So in this system, what I'm proposing is we need to start with an idea that life matters everywhere in all spaces. If we could recognize that grass life matters, if we can recognize that trees' lives matter, if we can recognize corn's, corn's life matters, if we can recognize dog's life matters, if we can recognize toad's life matters, if we can recognize cow's lives matter, like all life, again, will benefit because like we're going to see the honor and sentience in all things. When we can live in a space that doesn't exploit life at all for anyone, everyone will be in a situation that will be better. Now, will it be perfect? Nope. I told you. Perfect is a colonial whiteness idea. We'll never hit perfect. But we will continue to work on behalf of all life, and all life will be working on behalf of us. And we will notice that we are in relationship to all things. And when we see and notice that we're in relationship to all things, all lives could matter, but we got to notice the value in all life itself. That is the only way we will get to the space that we need to be. And one of the best ways to do that now is to recognize Black Lives Matter. And when there's an opportunity to, we need to fight for the lives of those who are underneath us. We need to fight for those lives that are over us in a hierarchy and make sure that they're in a situation that's not going to hurt or exploit them. And we definitely need to start with looking at the life of this planet, looking at the life of the plants, looking at the life of the animals, and then raising those up first and foremost. And if we can do that, we can then also raise up everything else with it. All things will then matter. All things will stop being exploited. All things will stop being hurt as much. It won't be perfect, but it will be better. If you look at indigenous native systems, were they perfect? No. Were they a lot better of what we had than what we had now? Yes, because indigenous native systems recognized that there was a balance that things that had to stay in, that you can't just kill all the mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes, but mosquitoes matter holistically in the system somehow that I don't get, and they're a part of me, and I am a part of them because somehow they make this earth and this earth is where we all live. And this earth is what really matters. And we got to start noticing this stuff more. 
So with that, uh, what did I talk about today? I talked about why society has a hard time admitting Black Lives Matter, and that's because of the threat of that is existing in our life, and there are messages and things that we see that tell us our life does not matter that much, or that other people's lives matter more than ours do. I talked to you about the idea of uh, some notions of where we see that um, poor people's lives don't matter, or that minority lives don't matter, <coughs> or non-hetero lives don't matter as much, or non-able lives don't matter as much. I talk about how we create systems that exploit life, right? We have uh, systems that exploit human life with sending certain people down to have really crappy low-paying jobs to breathe in coal dust and die early. But we're willing to sacrifice those folks for the good of all. Um, by, by doing a system, I mean, we could have solar, we could have wind, we could all have these sustainable things that wouldn't hurt anybody. There's more than enough here on this planet to help all of us, but we got to recognize that we don't need to throw human suffering into mountains, breathing putrid air dying to create systems of sustainability. Uh, we need to notice that uh, we don't take care of our old people as well as we should. We need to recognize that we are willing to sacrifice some people during a pandemic by paying certain people a certain wage. Or we don't really talk about death, and that becomes a problem. We need to like work on making animal life better. We need to look at making plant life better. We need to look at like the earth as a living being, because it is. And we don't treat the Earth's life like it matters very much. And that's a system of systemic exploitation that we live in that puts us all at threat. I talked about how the bar for life mattering keeps getting pushed higher and higher in society and how it's a threat and it's scary for us. I talked about how even if you're $250,000 a year, you still get messages that your life could matter more. And that since that bar keeps getting raised, we never have enough and we keep like looking out for ourselves instead of looking out for everyone. Imagine if everybody was looking out for you rather than you just looking out for you. We'd probably be in a lot better space. And then I talked about this idea of positionality. We need to look at those that are most exploited, most oppressed, and see what we can do to raise those folks up. Because as those folks raise, everyone that's above them gets raised too, to the point where intersectionally in that space, those lives all matter. So with that, that is all I have for you today. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, give me a comment, share it. Uh, tell me about what you thought. Uh, tell me about what was an aha for you when I was like, oh my gosh, I get why people are so against Black Lives Matter. It's because they recognize that life doesn't matter in the society that we live in. I was like, whoa. Um, so if this was like a whoa moment for you, let me know because I was really happy about this and I was happy to share that with you. Uh, so with that, share it. Uh, YouTube, I got YouTube videos. So I've been posting this on YouTube as well. I'm not getting as much YouTube videos. Uh, I got a lot of downloads last week on the podcast. There was a hundred in one day. That made me feel really good. Uh, so keep downloading the, pair, the podcast. Uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, rate and review. I got another rate and review the other day, which made me feel, feel really good about the time that I invest in this. Um, if you want to email me and be in conversation with me, you can do that at inclusiveactivismandcox.net. You can also engage with the podcast on Facebook at the Inclusive Activism Podcast. And uh, if you want to know what I'm up to, you can go to www.inclusiveactivism.com. And with that, I am Rowdy from the Inclusive Activism Podcast, and I'm here to let you know your life matters, but there's things 
that we need to recognize that we treat as less than or that we hurt. And if we could recognize that life matters too, our life will matter all the more. I had a great quote the and I think I probably heard it from somebody else. When black lives matter, all lives will. When the earth's life matters, plants' lives will matter. Animals' lives will matter. Humans' lives will matter. And we can live back in harmony again, as we were supposed to. We are the people of the earth, and it's the earth that sustains us. And we need to bow to the earth with reverence and love and respect, because without the earth, we wouldn't be here. I hope this brought something special to you. Peace and blessings. Thank you for your ears and your thoughts and your consideration. Have a wonderful day.